We want to welcome you back to the Life Success Legacy podcast. My name is Chris Bay, and I'm joined by the founder of Life Success and Legacy, Michael King Everett. How are you? Come on. Doing good. Doing good. Good. How's that uh, shoulder recovery going? Uh, we're getting there. I tell you, I think uh, the doc said that I'll be golfing by April 1st. So uh, not that I'm, oh, that's a stretch right there. <laughs> How much can you lift these days, Mike? Uh, I'm not, I don't even have one pound. The doctor told me, he says, if you're going to do a curl, use an empty coffee cup. <laughs> Those that's don't taste a, very good. You know, I'm telling you, that's uh, it's, I've been mostly, and really why they do that is motion, <laughs> flow, flow, um, motion. Yeah. So your joints Use it or lose it. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you, it's a, uh, it's a matter of keeping these things, you know, in motion so they don't get all stowed up. But I only had my, I literally had my, uh, brace on for two weeks and i can't believe that my shoulder is this locked up so i don't start uh pt till the 18th ah how's the sleeping going at night it's terrible it's yeah. it's absolutely awful i yeah. i'm gonna tell you it you know and i i laugh about this it's like a baby on three off three on three off three i Literally, it takes me 45 minutes or an hour to go back to sleep because my shoulder is screaming at me. Yeah. And I, I prop myself up for, you know, the first week. And I said, this is awful. Had to sleep on my back. I don't sleep on my back. So it's another thing all in itself. Our, but our, our condolences to Linda. Yeah, well. <laughs> for putting up I, with you. Here's the awesome thing. My sweet wife, she says, you got to look at the long game. Mm. And I said, ooh, yeah, I said, does that have anything to do with thinking long term? <laughs> Not that I talk about this stuff or anything, but. <laughs> right. Mike okay. Everett, Mike Everett, how old are you today? 66. Are you still insurable? I am still insurable. In fact, we recently did a policy on you, didn't we? Yeah, just like, uh, what, four or five months ago. Yeah, you even got a pretty good rating. I was, the, I was one down from the top. Yeah, let me tell you, I was all jacked up because about five years ago when I bought my last policy, I was uh, I was a standard rating because I had some issues going on. So, uh, um, could be a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so this chapter that we're we're jumping into doesn't apply to you right now, but it could at some point. It did um, for a short time. Yeah, it did. That's right. It really and, did. And it, it applied uh, for my wife for a, for a period of 10 years. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people just get old enough that it, it just doesn't make sense. But the, the title of this chapter is what if I'm uninsurable and people come to us all the time. They're like, you know, I, I love this concept of infinite banking, but either for health reasons or age or whatever, they say, I don't think it applies to me. What, we, what are we, the reasons why someone might be uninsurable? First of all, let's just define that. Why would someone not be insurable? Well, we're going to mostly look at health. You, mm -hmm. you know, they might be diabetic. They might have cancer. They could be uh, overweight really badly. Uh, they, they could have high blood pressure. I mean, there's a, a number of different things. You know, they might be insulin dependent. They, uh, I mean, there really is a number of different things that could possibly toss them out mm -hmm. for a time period and make them not insurable. Well, Mike, on the policy that, that we did on you recently inside our business, um, 
you still had a pretty good uh, IBC policy with that at, at age now, 66. And you know what? Uh, in some of the design, it really wasn't completely out of whack. Right. You know, because usually as you get older, what happens to the cost of insurance goes up. So that means that the cost of insurance, that means the amount that we would normally put into the base policy would be a higher number, but it really, it really wasn't that awful bad when we started to take the premium that we were going to pay versus the uh, potential death benefit and cash value that would be available. And it was like, wow. Yeah. So it really does pay to be healthy. <laughs> it does. It does. Stay away yeah. from tobacco products. No, right? buddy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even talk about tobacco. Yeah, that's that's another thing, which it won't necessarily make a person uninsurable, but it's but it would rate the policy. Yes, it can have an yeah. impact on the effectiveness of the policy for sure. Yeah. Okay, so so Mike, in this chapter, um, the question is what if I'm insur what if I'm uninsurable, right? Yeah. Everybody is blessed with perfect health. And, and he gives us a scenario here. And, and for our listeners, we're going to talk about the scenario a little bit. And then as Mike is so good at, he's going to take us to an illustration that Nelson gave us a, an example of. So set up this uh, scenario, Mike. So we got a 50-year-old dad. He's uh, That sounds familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little beyond that. But, yeah, uh, there you go. But not much. Decade. But yet he's uninsurable or he's either going to be highly rated or uninsurable because of occupation or poor health. Mm -hmm. But he loves the infinite banking concept. So he says, you know what? All I really want to do is I want to provide myself passive income 20 years from now. So in this particular example, um, Nelson, he, he always hates he has always hated the word retirement income. Yes. So what he's telling this gentleman is you're going to be able to create this thing by utilizing the policy to gain passive income from the use of the policy 20 years from now. So passive income is the money that comes to you every year and you don't have to do anything to receive it. Mm -hmm. He even spells it out for you. So he and his wife talk it over and they say, hey, this is probably a really, really good goal yeah. because he hasn't planned for much of retirement, this and that. So they, they have a 23-year-old daughter, Jill, mm -hmm. who's in excellent health. And in order to make this work, what they're going to do is they're going to take this $20,000 of annual premium deposits that they're going to put in the policy. And the way they do this, I... It's ten thousand or it's twenty thousand. Excuse it's me. 20, I said, yeah, yeah it's twenty thousand dollars. But what they're going to do is they're going to put ten thousand in the base and they're going to put ten thousand dollars in the paid up edition writer. But they're going to do this for the full. Twenty years now, now, just give a give some insight. If you're a 50 year old person and you're thinking about passive income for the future, why does a 50 50 split on PUA on base and PUA make sense? Man, I just had this conversation with David Stearns, which is Nelson's son in law mm -hmm. today. Today. Uh, today. Um, there are a lot of agents out there that are designing and redesigning and playing with with the policy design. Mm -hmm. um, in almost 100% of the examples in the book, Nelson uses around a 40% base and a 
60% in the paid up edition. In this particular example, though, they're going to use a 50-50 split. And why would he do that in this particular example? Well, number one, dividends are created off of what we call the base life or the base premium. So the life insurance death benefit is created by the base premium and the dividends are all they're all given back to the policy owner out of that particular option. And obviously the more money that you're putting into the base, that means the more money that the insurance company has to invest and make money on your behalf in order to return a dividend. We have to stipulate though that dividends are not guaranteed, mm -hmm. but yet all of the insurance companies that we would work with are a hundred plus years old and they've been doing the same thing day in, day out. It just so happens that one of our number one companies has been paying dividends for 111 straight years. So dividends are more than likely going to come back this way, but the dividend then goes to buy the paid up additions, which adds to the base, which increases the dividend. So it all works together for the policy owner. The, the um, way I think about it, and this is maybe some new language for people, but I think of the, the, the base as um, slow burning fuel, yep. right? That is, that is the core of it, right? I, I think of the PUA as fast burning fuel. That's right. And so it, it, a lot of times we put a higher percentage of the premium into the, into the PUA or the fast burning fuel because people want a higher percentage so they can turn their wind current use it That's for right. investments or whatever. But this guy, he's thinking long-term. He's thinking of passive income down the road. And he knows that the slow burning fuel, more money going into the base is going to, that's the engine of the policy and that's oh, going to benefit him longer term. It really is. So really what he's doing is he's stuffing this 20 grand into the policy uh, premium deposits. And I'm going to tell you what, the 50-50 design, if you were looking for somebody, an older owner or an older insured, this would be extremely more beneficial for them long term if they were able to uh, have the income to be able to justify what they're trying to do. This is all part of our client dream conversation. Yeah. You know, when we're talking to our clients and saying, okay, what are your goals? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? We want to know where you want to be five years, 10 years down the road, and we can design the policy and design their plan accordingly. That's right. Well, Mike, then he jumps into uh, doing this for 20 years, funding this yeah. thing for 20 years. You want to take us into the uh, illustration on 83? Well, so if you go to the net premium, you'll notice that he pays the premium from year one to year 20, $20,000 a year. You will notice, though, over in the, the uh, death benefit. Now, remember, this is on their 23-year-old daughter. There's mm -hmm. $2.9 million, but he has $716,000 available in policy cash values. So what they're going to do is because he doesn't want to pay the premiums anymore. He wants to take an income. Mm -hmm. So he's going to start taking out $28,500 a year in income. Well, we're going to use a little bit of the dividends 
and a little bit in the paid up, uh, yeah, the paid up policy. It's going to just basically reduce the death benefit in order to make this all work together. But we're just it's literally tax free until he reaches his basis. That's right. So he's mm -hmm. put 20,000 in for 20 years. What is that? $240,000. And he goes down to, to year 34. Which now, if you look at this, how many years is that? That's a 13 years, 13 years later, he literally has met the amount of premium that he has put in this thing. So in, in all reality, you know, he's age 70, but now we're going to go down 13 years. He's 83 years old. Is that right? Yeah, uh, 85. It says 15 years later, father is 85 years old and has drawn out cash values of dividend additions equal to the premiums paid into the policy. Oh, so that's 15 years then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 15 years have gone by, but then he reaches he... his basis. And once he reaches his basis, he needs to make a change from withdrawing those paid up additions and, and take dividends. policy loans. And, and that's a natural thing to do is turn it into policy loans because that is not uh, becoming taxable. Yeah, this is, a, this is really a great illustration of what an older gentleman could do mm -hmm. with kids. Well, I'll, I'll chime in a little bit of a personal example. Um, my in-laws, my wife's mm -hmm. parents um, were at a place where it didn't make sense for them to insure themselves, but they wanted to get started with the infinite banking concept. And they have two adult children, my wife and her brother. What they did is they insured them. Now they've been using the heck out of these policies right. in their eighties now. And they've been using <laughs> the heck out of these policies but they're not insuring their lives. Right. And so what will happen then at their passing is the survivor of the two of them will become the owner of those, the, the contingent owner of the policies. And then at the second passing of those two, then the children, my wife and her brother will become the owners of those policies. And we don't even care if they're, if they've got huge, loan balances on them. These are capitalized policies that will be unbelievable tools to pass on to us, which was part of their intent. They wanted to do something that could benefit them now, but benefit the younger generation in the future. I mean, you're talking about multiple generations now. Yeah, that's that's the incredible thing. And in this particular example, if you uh, if you just look down the road, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to flip over to the next page, page 84. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here, here we are. Um, so this, this is so, a, the, so the gentleman, the father passes away, I think at 85. Yeah, dad's gone at age 85 and this thing's still cranking out. Mm -hmm. So at age 70, the daughter can now start pulling out $150,000 a year in income passive income this yeah. is dollars that she could actually take out of there and they actually and I, i'm just going to run down to the last the last uh line at age 90 she has pulled out 3.15 million dollars in passive income and 
if and when she dies at age 90, she still passes on $2.3 million to the next generation. Yeah. I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to do this. <laughs> I, I literally, I don't. So my goodness gracious. Well, and, and the other thing that I, I would point out here, it, Nelson touches on this in the last uh, paragraph on page 82. Yeah. Is this was just letting the life insurance be life insurance. He's not even using. And they didn't even use it for IBC. Right. And so that could even expand it. And, and in many of these examples that Nelson shows, because it's hard to have too much complexity <laughs> in a book, he's only right. talking about one policy. Right. And he's only, and he's actually using the policy's money to pay the premiums, which those are two things, you know, with our clients, they're calling us and saying, hey, I want to start another policy. They're building a system of policies. They are. Right. Well, we're, we're building a system of policies. We're building a system inside <laughs> our business and also personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what if I'm uninsurable? Um, it, it really doesn't matter. There, there are very rare cases that IBC couldn't work for someone. There might be a situation out there, but in most cases, there is a way to make IBC work for mm -hmm. somebody, even if they are uninsurable. Mike, anything else you want to comment on this chapter before we move on? No, you know, as we were rolling through this today, um, I was trying to remember when we actually started these things. When we started the book, it had to be just short of a year ago, maybe yeah. right at a year ago. Do you have dates when well, we started? I was checking my book to see if I had any dates in here. Um, I know, yeah, here we go. Um, how the infinite banking concept got started. I have at the end of that, I have 514 of 20. Wow. We've been doing this a year and a half, just short of a year and two thirds. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's gone a little quicker than that. It does. Well, we're I guess almost, when you have when you have fun at what, yeah, when you have fun at what you do for a living, it does go by quick. It does. We'll have to figure out what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we're we going to have come to come back in and wrap this whole thing up. I think in our next podcast, put a put a bow on this. Uh, maybe talk about a few of the things in the back of the book. But to our listeners, thanks again for joining us. Um, we have a ball talking through Nelson's book. We are eternally grateful for the gift that he left us with the information oh, concept, the time it took for him to put together this book and how many lives it has blessed. We're, we're super grateful. And Mike Everett, I'm super grateful that, that we've got you that was mentored by Nelson to share some of the stories and the insights that you you've picked up over the years from Nelson. Well, it's been a whole lot of fun. And, uh, you know, as I, as you well know, when I sit down and I think about Nelson and what he deposited in me and now my responsibility to you and Michael Shelley and the and the people that are listening right now it's a huge responsibility and I get a little choked up sometimes yes you do because because of my care and my love for Nelson so uh yeah. um we get excited when we get to do stuff like this that's right well, to our listeners, thanks again for joining us. Check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. We have lots of resources there. If you don't have a copy of Nelson's book, oh my goodness, for, for the love of everything, would you go buy a book and read the darn thing? You can get it on our website. 
Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.